Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Scorch Camel, with another wonderful episode of the Nosh Posh. I have three people actually with me. Well, four, including my dog. Shouts out to Pitboy, always, as all time. Wouldn't be able to do without him. But uh, let's have you guys introduce yourself one at a time. Maria. MJ. Hey, I'm Steve. You guys can say a little bit more about yourself. So, Maria, start off with, uh, with, with a little bit more about yourself. Hmm. Let's see. Lately, I've been obsessed with sewing, so that is part of me right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have CPTSD. I was just diagnosed maybe two years ago. For those of us uh, not sharp on the acronym, CPTSD <laughs> is Complex Post Traumatic Stress Disorder, which also means that it was, um, I guess, maybe more than one type of trauma. And it, I didn't get it through war because a lot of people think that PTSD has to be only war-related. So there's that. Trauma-related. Trauma-related, War yeah. generally just... Uh, a lot of people are so uneducated. Brings it out of you. Yeah. Right. What was yeah. it? Uh, George Carlin actually did a bit. <laughs> oh, shell-shocked. Yeah, the, shell-shocked. The, the pussification of words that we like to call it, where you start off and it was uh, in World War One, it was shell-shocked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then in World War II, it was like uh, trench syndrome, and he's like, "See how many more syllables we're adding into this? We're, we're, you know, pushing it down. You know what I mean? Basically, because George Collin was a really fucking big advocate of free speech too, mm-hmm. just like I am. No censorship on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Never, mm-hmm, not even mm-hmm. even in real life. I don't ever censor myself ever. <laughs> you know." And he was talking about, like, how then it turned into post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, like, there's so many syllables that we add onto it. Just be honest with you. It's fucking trauma. Mm-hmm. It's horrible trauma that you've been through. <coughs> yes. Yep. You know? So, I have been exposed to <coughs> adversities. Uh, do you many. want to talk about any of that? or? Um, yeah. Just, uh, what are the major initial <coughs> traumas? Would, would, I mean, because I, I grew up in the 70s, so I got the hell beat out of me my whole life. Yeah, my I dad was like, like that. My dad that. is a, he is a Vietnam veteran, war, uh, veteran. Um, he has a lot of anger issues, and um, from the ages of, I want to say, maybe three to five, he, he uh, molested my sister and I um, during bath time. And we were made to forget, but most of the time, up until I was 18, it was just dealing with his anger and his abuse, his verbal, physical, mental abuse. That's crazy. You know, it kind of swirled me into some dumbass, toxic friendships, relationships. So now I'm learning. <laughs> they say your 30s are easier. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And talk a little bit about you MJ um I don't really have like many adversities as Maria does but I guess like um you know I grew up I don't I don't even know how to explain it you know I parents married uh parents together talk about your dad I you know I've had uh you know, the only thing that I had an issue with is my dad. He was an alcoholic, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And th- that kind of um, put me in a, a mindset that's different. I have, I, I do have that kind of trait from him. Um, every once in a while I crave a beer or so here and there. But uh, I don't want to get to that point that he did. Uh, he I guess he he passed away in 2009. You know, he his esophagus bursted and he choked on his blood in my mm. mom's arms. Um, and that's because he was 
drinking so much and throwing up and all that. I guess all that acidity from bulimics have that problem. Yeah, like he was a binge drinker, so that made it worse. Blackout, violence, yeah, the whole bit. But he see the thing was, my dad he was never (coughs) abusive when he drank. He was he was fighting a mental illness himself, and we will never know exactly what he was fighting. And that some demons back from Vietnam. Sure. That was her. Oh, my dad. your dad. My, my bad. No, my dad. My dad was was seventeen when his dad passed away. So mm, I think that has a lot to do with it because you know he had to grow up uh, quick, um, literally. He had to grow up quick, and you know he's from Mexico, so you know it, it was tough. Only the strong survive. Mm-hmm. Life is cheap in so many other countries, and people don't really understand that. Mm-hmm. It's like you want to complain about this is America, and I have my rights, and this and this. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but anywhere else in the world, you really don't. But yeah. one, yeah, one thing is cheap. The federalities will beat you down and put a bullet in your head exactly. for no reason. Exactly. I know one, Mexico. Shit. The one thing that I, uh, the one thing that I like, like really liked about my dad is he taught us how to, you know, even to just fight for everything. Like, like don't quit, don't give up continue pushing and that's one thing that i i take wholeheartedly uh his advice to me and it's it's pretty cool because he didn't know like because i i have a mental illness as well so i have borderline personality disorder bpd and um (laughs) my wife actually gives a good definition of bpd i i still can't wrap my mind around it it's diagnosed a year ago literally huh a year ago. I'm fanatically yeah. musical. They call it BPM. <laughs> oh my it's god, crazy. I love you. Oh, that's such a great joke. <laughs> but, um, not to make light, I just want to make no, sure. That's funny. We're not here to be dreary. And, and I know, dude, trust me, we've all had our hardships. Right? I lost a four-year-old son, so I'm not Dang. I'm not skirting life easy. And the fact that I haven't crawled into a bottle and died yet is amazing. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Hey, we're all here at this table. And, yeah, right? We're, we're all, all here. here. And so uh, BPD is... It's crazy. People think uh, it's bipolar. People think it's like, what is it? Um, multiple personnel. Uh, not no, no multiple. Uh, DID? What, DID. 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 Which Dissociative. Is, which can actually be part of it if you dissociate enough during the trauma. You can create alters. And that's true. and I just found out right. And I just found out that they also uh, kind of um, mix it with CPTSD. Yeah. So I just recently found that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been crazy. It's been a, a roller coaster the last year. But you're still married. But, I, but I'm still married. How long have you guys been married? Nine months. Nine months. Ah, mm, it's fresh. Yeah. Fresh, I'm fresh. Going on Twelve and a half years. Nine, but we've been together for fifteen. So. We've been together for almost three. Almost three. <coughs> almost three. Yeah. I have a son. His name's Pitboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, okay, so I'll say three things that I really like about your guys' dynamic. You know, one for each one of you and then one for the together aspect of it, for lack of better words. One, Corona. you really, I feel like we're in a special place in your life, actually. And no matter what life gave you, don't think of it not as a gift. What you have that's really gifted about you, and this is the thing about mental illness, I'll say with air quotes, is you have a special gift about you. And if you teach a fish to climb a tree, it'll never do it and think it's fucking worthless. You don't have anything that's worthless about you. Life just gave you something extra. Right. And you can think of that with your dad. Because you, even though you talked about these really, really difficult things and everybody in the audience can't fucking see, they can only hear. 
they're probably like, wow, this guy probably looked fucking sad saying that. You didn't. And that's really strong about you. Right? Yeah. And for your wife right here, Maria, what I really appreciate about her and why I wanted to immortalize her soul on the podcast is because it's really interesting. I don't have to fucking try hard to like your wife. As a person, I don't have to try hard. Like, you're a very likable person. You just have, like, a nice personality. And you said you had CPTSD. Mm -hmm. That sort of would convey why you're going to dominate the situation real quick. You're going to be like, hi, this is me. This is who I am. I'm going to be whoever the fuck I am. Move aside if you don't like it. <laughs> and I see that from you. You know what I mean? Instantly, like right yeah, away. And that's why... I, a dominant personality. Thank right? you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She is. And that's, yeah. that's good. <laughs> because what, what, what would connect you guys both together is the fact that you're dominating a situation where you're like, move the fuck aside. Yeah. If you're not... Remember, I told you I'm going to mix it together now. Now, mm -hmm. that's how that works good. And with him, what you can learn is that it's a fucking gift. What you do on a daily basis, even though it is very hard for you, mm -hmm. is not a curse. It is not. There is no fucking way it's a curse. That's if you what he always out, tells me. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in so many words. <laughs> right? Yeah. And we her, do learn oh, things. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, you no, go no, ahead. No, no, we no. do learn things, like, since we're so opposite. In, <laughs> we're completely opposite. opposite, but we do like a lot of... We have the same values. I think that's what kind of connects us mostly. Oh, yeah. But... Yes, I am hard. I am hard uh, on the outside. And he's very soft. Very soft. <laughs> and that's something that I needed. And she's, uh, honestly, she's something that I needed. But we both don't like it. <laughs> like, when we're telling each other things. So, but after that, we learn from each other. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. And, you know, no, you just you just pretty much said what I, what I was going to say. Like, like, I guess the only other thing I was going to say is from her, I guess you can learn sort of that intel that she gives to you you can see her on a daily basis bro like she's got like just fucking like big moves about her like she's so open and she like has her rhythm to her mm -hmm. and stuff like that catch up with that dude you had your arms crossed this whole time man yeah and i'm really really open about the way i do it and there's nothing wrong with having your arms crossed or whatever but if you <laughs> feel it at a point where it's like you're uncomfortable don't ever not be comfortable about yourself that's what she can teach you all the time she's right. super comfortable about herself always you know thank yeah. you and when you well, combine that together that's good and go ahead boss well yeah. see like uh Another thing is, uh, I also have been one year, this is crazy, uh, one year, I am transgender, so it's been one year since I've been on testosterone, and I've, my, my, the thing that I don't, I'm good, the thing that I don't like about my, my body, and, and I do cross my arms because of this. You're guarded a little I'm, bit. Yeah, guarded, and, and I have a top issue. You know, yeah. like I dysmorphia. Yeah, uh, dysphoria. Dysphoria. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, dysphoria is uh, something that I'm working on. I I got top surgery approved, so I just can't wait till that happens. Yes, yeah. and then I am more open. It's just that I'm right now like my dysphoria is my top. You know what I mean? Right. And not, a lot of not to be too intrusive, but do you bind or any of that? No, I, I used that's to. A thing. I used to. Uh, I just feel it's more like it's super uncomfortable and yeah. like I can cause rib damage. Yeah, it's not good for breathing and all that yeah. stuff. You need, you know. Honestly, <laughs> I honestly think like uh, binding is good, not all the time. Um, I was thinking about doing it, but I was like, no, you know what? I'm just gonna embrace. Like I, I like. I, I don't wear a bra or anything either. 
that, oh, that shit's uncomfortable. Everything's uncomfortable for me when it comes to anything female. It's weird. Like, not weird, but it's weird, you know? Because that's what I was. Uh, on the outside, not on the inside. Well, so. if it's any consolation, it doesn't get any easier on this end. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason that's even a phrase. Yeah. True that. So it's it's been a it's been a challenge. It's been and it's really messed with my uh, borderline personality disorder. So I'm learning to do to uh, juggle both of them at the same time. And I guess the only thing that's been helping me is Maria. To be honest with you, she's. She she reads a lot. She sends me a lot of information, and she has shown me like, hey, we 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 do need to learn each other's, uh, you know, mental illness, but we also need to l- know ourselves, our mental illness first, and then each other's second. Um, it's just one of those things where we try to help each other out now. Now that we're married, now that that we've grown together like we're not supposed to be together basically literally our, our mental illnesses clash so much yeah it gets pretty toxic sometimes um we go through therapy once a week so like an aries and a capricorn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. so literally like uh she triggers me i trigger her but yes and it's just the simple stuff like she cares and i think she's like down my throat I go like this. <laughs> she opens up her mouth and oh, points. Oh, you want to jump down my throat? <laughs> so it's it's a lot of a lot of things that we have to deal with each other, but mm-hmm. it's worth it in the end because she's like you said, she's a beautiful soul, it really is. Mm-hmm. Again, so. not to be intrusive, but because it's relative. How involved are you guys with the LGBT community in the area? Um, not too involved. Um, you, know, I'm, you don't want it to overrun your life but be aware oh i i'm a i'm a advocate Mm -hmm. i we we do fight for you know the lgbtq uh plus rights Mm -hmm. so we 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 advocate but being involved it's a whole different like i've seen drama and politics drama and politics and i i well they have like the the pride center downtown but there was a lot of i know reading up there was a lot of like uh people breaking stuff going on no no with the director or the the manager there's yeah which made sense because when our when uh, we have the same therapist so when our therapist Mm -hmm. uh referred us to the pride center for like uh group transgender people like you know people like maybe he can meet some other transgenders in the community people before he before he started his testosterone um what was i gonna say oh yeah yeah it was we couldn't even get a hold of them so then we found out that there was a lot of shit going on with the workers there like they were being treated unfairly things were really like just yeah there's a lot of hierarchy yeah. and dictatorial oh yeah dictatorial, yeah. yeah not only that so we haven't tried uh, after that right and that's any group really anywhere you go you know oh, yeah. you get to do a homeowners association or even the PTA for your kid oh, and even yeah. like even, chaos and even like the realtors little group thing there's yeah. it's in everything and my thing is, my thing was that really turned me off with, uh, you know, I'll go and I'll, I'll write and I'll commit myself to some, you know, like form of advocacy. But when it comes to like being in the community, it, you get, 
you get judged more than you do not. You're damned if you do. Yeah, it, you it, and and I, I tried three times here in Stockton with the LGBTQ community, and I, it just every single time it, it hit me wrong. And it might be my borderline personality disorder. It might. Could just be people are assholes. True that. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you're you're right. So I. Well said. I try exactly. I try to stay away from get-togethers like that. I I majority do my stuff online where people are like, "Hey, um, you know, I have this going on. Has anybody experienced that?" And so I I read more and I do more of like the groups online than I do within the community because of that. Okay. It's that uh, makes sense. yeah. It's it's. A, <laughs> I've seen a lot of it. My it's mom crazy. passed last month. And she was a court member of the ISJDE. Mm-hmm. Really? Joaquin, yeah, which is the the court system. Then they bring money to the AIDS Foundation and through various other charities through drag shows. Oh, mm. nice. And I would Ooh. always, yeah, I, so I've rigged up for sound and uh, lighting Sweet. for towns all over. I oh, know that's people cool. in the leather community. I have people up here and all over. They're all, they all say the same shit. You just a little mm. straight boy. <laughs> I'm here. To, I'm here to do the fucking work. Someone's got to lay cables and make the shit function. That's me. I'm that guy. Right. So I mean, but I, they do hardcore toy drives for like the 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 AIDS Foundation for the kids who don't have anything. And That's cool. So you know they, the, they do put money out there. So I mean, as far as the community yes. goes, but yes, there's hierarchies. I've seen my mother do shows where she busts her ass and made a full course meal and like had the spread for the buffet and then mm-hmm. all the dancers were well tipped and everybody was well paid and, the, and went off with a hook and they made a fortune off of raffles and things of that nature mm-hmm. so that at the end of the night you had a big tilt but the divas want to get in her face and tell her how she did everything fucking wrong and let it eat her up inside yep. mm. so it's got a toxic element to it it does yeah. every community can yeah. oh yeah I, I agree I agree but my thing like, is that's a gay men happy damn it <laughs> right <laughs> you guys are miserable isn't right? that the core word <laughs> yeah exactly happy yeah. 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 but that's that's what I really uh, they've lost I feel that they've lost the vision of the LGBTQ I mean why it started why they it's just it's been lost yeah and I haven't found a community near me that because I went to Sacramento I went you know what I mean ooh Terry Sidey runs everything up there so there's like you get like barbecues at uh, picnics like uh, with the open bar at like faces mm-hmm. <laughs> That's we did that it was awesome yeah that was my favorite part of all the shows was I called it hospitality and it was the the day after their first big show they would all meet big hotel meet and have uh, catered lunch mm-hmm. with an, all, uh, an open bar you can just go and get hammered at 11 a.m. <laughs> you know. That's, that's legit. It was five o'clock. Part of the weekend. It's my favorite part of the weekend because <laughs> the rest of the time I'm working. Right. I'm doing a gig, man. But I would like to get. I would like to try uh, again, but I'm just not ready right now. You know. True. I'm not ready to. Hey, Stop do you remember when up. we were at Quickly? Yeah. So that's right. We were at a. When today? No, 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 no. I'm talking about that one day that we met that one guy. Uh, he was in charge of the Delta College. The Who? Delta. Skyler's friend. Skyler's friend. The black guy. Which yes. guy? Oh, I forgot his name. I know everybody. Was he a heavy was he from set? Radio or is television he... or theater? Because I... I know both. I was a double major. He was like a. He was like a. A heavy set black. A heavy set black guy. A black like, guy. Real yeah. quiet. 
No, he was in charge of like the drag shows and shit. He's like, a little poofy. They didn't really have a. This may have been more involved with the drama people then. Because I didn't work with actors. I was always on the construction and building and functioning end of it. Mm-hmm. And I actually got in trouble on the first day of a class for having a class full of actors. And the, the <laughs> question was so, why do we have technical theater? And I said, because actors can't build shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got booed, and of course, they were all really young, so there was the age difference, but you know. <laughs> At the same time, they're all very wafy, so if they needed someone to carry heavy stuff, I had a purpose. Right. <laughs> we need stuff rigged, we need lighting hung, we need, you know, that crazy guy who's gonna climb up there 30 <laughs> feet off the ground. Oh, that's me at work. Yeah. That's me right. at work. Right. I'm like, yeah, our life's cheap. Fuck yeah. It. You know, and like, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, we're, man, I said that a little bit before. I was like, you know, this the way that men are, and the reason why, is because we're fucking expendable in nature. You know what I mean? Yeah, we really like, are. we really are. Like, we're the only type of people uh, uh, that, <laughs> like, I always say I'm a fucking caveman. Look at my big ass forehead. Look at my <laughs> my features. You know what I mean? Like, you could just see me Dragging with a club somewhere. Dragging yeah. the ground and shit somewhere, yeah. Dragging my knuckles and shit, running on all fours. <sighs> but, uh, I really embody that. You know what I mean? Like, that's sort of like a funny thing, you know? <laughs> like, and it, like, it sort of just portrays itself out of there. You know what I mean? But and, you are who you are. So, yeah. You know, why, exactly. You shouldn't have to alter that for, for everybody else's. And yeah. you, you fit the role. There's this book, and I talked about this on another episode of the podcast, called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. And it's like the four aspects of masculinity. Right? These right? sound like Jungian archetypes. Almost, yes, exactly. And it's like the INFJ stuff, you know, like those kinds of... Th- oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know what that test is called, but it's like those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And with that... A personality, personality test, Personality test. There's yeah. various well, forms. There's the right. Myers-Briggs. There's, the, there's, there's lots of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so with that aspect there, you can find toxic and positive aspects of all of them. The king, the, the toxic one, would be, uh, in modern day terms, that fucking silver spooned guy that doesn't have to worry about shit in life but he's always talking about how broke he is or how he needs this or he needs this done or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like why are you doing that you know what i mean mm-hmm. you're never like a servant yeah yeah i know and those then, people privilege? And then you could be yeah privilege there you go that's a good aspect entitlement of it. yeah and that's right. that's negative but then if you flip it on the positive side there are people who are like man i woke up today and my family just happens to have like this awesome business where we do charity and stuff like that and mm-hmm. like you're like already married you know at a really young age and you have your house already and stuff like that and you have things built so the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so the, the the intelligent uh businessman for modern day terms in a city time and then and the businessman isn't just the guy that you think is like on his laptop the intelligent businessman is your rancher okay you're selling you're selling that meat <laughs> they're, taking, <laughs> okay. they're taking a lot of heat nowadays yeah. you know and you're selling it's you're selling all that meat and stuff like that kill the ozone layer <laughs> And yes, and you have things like that. Like you have warring uh, nations as a good king. <laughs> Who are their warring nation for your cows? The vegans. <laughs> you know? like something funny like that, you know? And it's, it's really interesting how those dynamics come out. And like you said, with communities. Yeah. With communities, there's always a negative, toxic part and a very good, positive aspect. Yeah. You know? You just have to find the right people. What was it? Cartman described it as chat roulette. Finding friends is like chat roulette. You know, <laughs> if you want to find quality friends, you gotta first go through a bunch of dicks. dicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You know, I don't know. I, I don't. I think uh, with the whole community here, I, I've given them so many tries, and it, it's a bummer. 
What what do you mean by that? Which community? The LGBTQ community and oh, okay. and you know what cra- is crazy is I'm going through this whole like uh, I'm doing real estate like I'm going through the classes and stuff. Oh yeah, boss up, do your thing. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> so and I think it would be great for me because you know um, look at one about a friend <laughs> girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> one I always uh, you know I'm I'm. I can talk to people. I can figure people out very easily. And like I said, that's part of my BPD. You know, I, I either trust you or I don't. Mm-hmm. There's no in between. No in between. And so I can really, you know, I can really get to that point where, uh, as far as that, uh, realty, they have that same community. There's good ones. There's bad. Mm. And you have to find the right one. See, I, I say I want to be the best. Like, that's my goal. I, I want to be the best wherever I'm at. I want to be the top. And that and that's, again, that's, I think that's another BPD tra- uh, trait. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Always, like, wanting to win. Just Always wanting to do something just to be on top. Yeah. Mm. Or yeah, maybe that's that. just you, honey. Or yeah. you ever thought about the fact that maybe... You're destined to be rich. True that. Have you ever thought about that? Hell yeah. And when you think about that, and you actually take it into the aspect, this is looking at it logically, and with a little bit of fantasy behind it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, of course I'm going to get rich. You know what I mean? Like, you don't actually know. But don't second guess yourself for that inciting language. I always say words are spells, because sentences are incantations, something that really yes. grip you, hold on to. Putting emotion even, into it. Yeah, even <laughs> one word can cast a whole fucking feeling on you. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? is all about... You know, putting everything out in the universe. A lot of attraction. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And if you're going to say about the realtors, oh, how there's bad, Dude, and there's good. Trouble. That's what I attract. What's <laughs> that? Christ. What was that quote that you always told me? It was like when we first were, when we first started talking. If you can shape it in your mind. If you can shape it in your mind, you could find it in your life. Mm. That's that, his, you will find. You it will life. find it in your life. There you go. So, yeah. so I got this fortune cookie, right? <laughs> I went to Chinese, you know, to ate the food. I got some Chinese food. Uh, got the fortune <laughs> cookie. My thing was that that's the first time I ever said, you know what? Because I saw uh, this guy. He told me he goes, "Don't eat, don't don't read the fortune before you eat the cookie." And so I ate, I I I, I ate the cookie first, and I read the fortune, and that's. If you could shape it in your mind, you will find it in your life. Did not know what the fuck that meant at all. At all. I was like, what? And I kept, I was like, I'm going to keep this. You know, I put it in my wallet. I had it in my wallet for years before I realized what it meant. And I was like, wow, I get it now. Yeah. I get it now. Here's something that's funny about that, right? If you, you guys didn't know. Right? I would try to be a monk for two and a half years. I was trying to be a Hindu monk, a sadhu. What? And I was trying my damnedest. I remember those days. Yeah. Before before somebody went and told me, hey, what are you going to do for a 40-year-old divorced mom? And I said, I, I don't know what to do. And he goes, exactly. He was like, what monks do is they offer your service. And that service is being so fucking good at life, basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I'm paraphrasing him. Being so fucking good at life that you can help anyone, any dynamic. You have, You are literally all of it. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, when you take that aspect of anything like being rich, having good friends, you know, really just actually sitting in the moment and things like that, that's when you start learning about the things that I've been saying, the sort of 
incantations that you can bring out into there. And that was an incantation right there. It was a fucking spell that hit you. And some people like to call those mantras. Tell yourself that mantra. Say it a thousand times for a thousand days. So you can only say it once for every single day for that thousand days. And you got to really choose that word wisely. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the thing of speech. And how when you guys were talking about, sometimes it does get toxic. Mm -hmm. Right? To go full circle. (laughs) True that. You go and do a speech fast. I'm really into fasting. You know, the thing about you know, (laughs) you know, because you've talked to me before about this. Mm. When you take fasting into aspects of things like yoga, yoga isn't just a physical aspect of it. It's the mental, the spiritual, the habitual. You Mm. do that into everything else. So when you're going to fast, you can water fast. You can food fast. You can um, people fast. (laughs) Be solitary. You can sleep fast. Stay up for as long as possible. Now, with you guys, you could do a speech fast. Why don't you guys take six hours on a timer and try to communicate the way that you would without the use of a phone and see how well that will work for six hours? Without a use of a phone? Because you can't just text each other. That's too easy. How are you going to communicate through? Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to communicate through? Say Say one thing each that you guys would do to try and communicate better like that. You, you know what I was I was telling her like I I was telling her we we should start a routine something that and this is funny remember I said this like a few days was it a few days ago or like a little over a few days ago I told her we need to start something like a routine to where we can where we can be pot have positivity like just talk to each other and 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 you know we need well, to have that routine hold on. He had mentioned that we should, <clears throat> like, write about our day or, yeah. like, let's say if we get into something or if our mental illnesses are bumping heads or we're just bumping heads in general. We write it down how we felt about it. And at the end of the day, we read it to each other and we kind of just talk more about it. You know what I mean? Like, be more open about it instead of getting mad at each other. Just have that open communication. So... I started writing in my phone at the end <laughs> of the didn't. day, and he didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I'm a journaler, But see, so. that that's the thing. I just rather be, just have just everything off and just walk <clears throat> and talk. Exactly. And, and I told her, I said, you know what the crazy thing is? Like, we're supposed to be people of nature. Like, we're, we're supposed to be, like, in, in tune with nature. We don't take our shoes off and just walk barefoot. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. on grass and just feel it, feel the wind, hear the wind. Ground yourself. In his monk ahead, days, Steve. in his monk days, ahead, this guy would walk around. That's either, legit. That's either in sandals or barefoot. I, I would watch him play hacky sack and do over the head like monkey. Foot. <laughs> just you know, look like the Matrix. But I bet you it made you feel happier. Oh, I definitely. Mean, see? 100%. And Yeah, we but don't at the same time, that. if you had to lift, you know, a car off of you, you'd be screwed. Now, mm-hmm. now see, here's the thing about that. That's there's actually, the other end of the, there's yeah. the other end of the stick of, of balance. And see, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a, you know, duality thing right there. See? Yeah. And that right there is sort of the issue about being barefoot, right? Now, you don't you don't come into contact. I uh, I said this earlier on another episode of the podcast uh, with uh, my friend Trinidad. 
my friend Jackson would always catch me on my shit, and I always catch him on his shit for working out. And I was mm-hmm. like, I am pussying up. I need to fucking harden <laughs> up. You know what I mean? And I did that during my monk days, too. That's the reason why it was so good to have somebody there with me to sort of teach me how the military should be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before we even went in. And it's funny because when you go barefoot, Steve's a cautious person. You could tell by the way that the sentiment of what he said. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried, actually, if I had to lift up somebody off of a car or something like that, because I know that I've been barefoot for so long. I always look down anyway whenever I'm barefoot. <laughs> Boom. Well, You'd have to really just go over and be like, holy shit, <clears throat> there's a car that needs to be lifted for me to look up and go like, oh my God. And that's that grounding aspect of it. Oh, well, dude, to reiterate yeah. also, what I meant by that was that <laughs> you were very flexible and very balanced. You could hold a pose for long periods of time so you could function that into hacky sack, but you didn't have, you know, things like weight training meat mm-hmm. pro you know to build bulk and muscle to to where you could do both right and that's you have to find that middle ground as oh well. you, you beat me to I mean? it yeah you beat me to it that's what i was uh, that's what i was gonna bring into it yeah is the that was good i, I fuck with you steve you know that you already know me <laughs> yeah. you know me so well and that's what i learned is sort of um i call it over spiritualization mm-hmm. mm. don't ever get to that point i was limiting myself remember how i told you earlier before we went to the podcast with the unless you want to start a cult yeah unless you want to start a cult you oh, know man. don't go over spiritual i can go there my sister oh man my sister over spiritualizes and she has some kind of psychosis as well but yeah i get it and that's you know that's a that's that's an okay thing to have to realize yes. and that's what i learned about just understanding and just being with whatever. That's what actually being a monk is. And that's what I sort of learned about. Right now, I'm sort of a weird monk. <laughs> right? Because I, t- I adopt that mindset. And I always call it the millionaire mindset because it's true. Mm-hmm. Buddha, Gawatma, uh, uh, he was a prince before he was anything else. And then he saw the suffering. And then he went on his path. Right? Yeah. Lots of people of nobility are always monks. And that's why in Hinduism, they have a caste system. And usually... You become a monk to skip over the whole caste system, but mainly, mainly it's like soldiers and kings that could do that. You know, mm-hmm. people in the marketplace maybe when they're old. You know, but right now I adopted it so young, and after that monk told me about the forty-year-old woman thing, I was like, I'm not that kind of person. You know what I mean? I need to need to actually balance it out. Started eating meat. Started mm-hmm. doing some weightlifting. I was super only about calisthenics all the time. You only have to do calisthenics, push-ups, pull-ups. Don't use weights. They're bad for your joints. Well, you know, sometimes a motherfucker just really wants to get hard. (laughs) Sometimes a motherfucker really just wants to get big, and I'm going to eat a lot. And that's you got to put a 300-pound guy down. Yeah, and and you need strength for that. And and with with that as as like with monkhood and stuff like that, and like a lot of things, like I said before, it's not a it's not a challenge you guys are going through. It's a gift to be able to experience what you guys are experiencing in life. You know what I mean? And no matter if it's good or bad, you work through it. No matter what, you know? And that's why you should never squander your gift, ever at all, you know? Mm -hmm. You've been talking right now, you guys have probably helped somebody in the world, and you didn't even know it. You were just being yourself so much. I mean, obviously the weed helps a little bit, you know what I mean? (laughs) But also, you know, it really is. Like, look at you, you're not even crossing your arms so much anymore. You know, it's that comfortability that you really have that when you will things into existence, they're gonna happen. And so that that fortune cookie, say I don't forget about things, I always go full circle with that fortune cookie. That thing was a fucking incantation on you. Yeah. And it really hit you. And I would like to consider myself sort of a Taoist in all honesty. After all this Hinduism mm. that I tried, <laughs> really Taoism is what spoke to me because it's not a religion. Just like Hinduism isn't. That's why, that's why I clung to it. And with Buddhism, they believe in the phrases that can enlighten somebody in one sentence. 
Japanese Buddhism, I think, adopted that and maybe create haikus. So they made it a little bit longer. Three sentences, you know what I mean? But it doesn't matter the number. That's not the problem. The thing is, is that one sentence that you just read yeah. was enough to get you. And with Taoism, there's a story of this man. He's a hermit. He took the hermit's life and he's sitting there meditating and three goddesses come down. And they said, what is the Tao and where does it reside? Taoism is about the Tao, the way, the whatever you want to call it. It's almost, path, it's almost impossible. Way. Yeah, it's almost impossible to describe it, mm -hmm. but possible to describe it. And he looked at them. He pointed at the sky and pointed at himself and instantly became enlightened because he realized it's everywhere. It's everything. Mm -hmm. It's me and everything else, you know? And with the omniscience that I take into that, I really think that with that millionaire mindset, that monk mindset that you're taking, you can be hard. You can be soft. You can be whatever you want to be all at the same time, mm -hmm. you know? And every aspect about you is something that's just another layer. Right. You know what I mean? And I was going to ask you about uh, dysphoria, actually. And you already brought it up even before I did, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask you how life was. But you're just already on that path to be able to teach people and to understand. Because we're all students and teachers at the same time. Right. You know? And you taught me something, you know? And that's good. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't even need to ask. You already just conveyed it out. Maybe I was giving off maybe an energy that you <laughs> wanted to say something like that, you know? Or it could have just been the fact that you just want to talk about it, you know? Oh, yeah. So that's, that's really good. Talk. Yeah. That's, how, oh, yeah, that's how we relate. We all get, you know, people get to know them themselves and other people by how yes. they relate to the world. I think people connection lost, is important. Yeah, and people lost that connection. Really, mm -hmm. the intimacy. A, a lot of people of have communal and so behavior. You, you know, I think it's funny the way that you guys kind of described what I was like telling you about the speech fast and stuff mm -hmm. like that because you guys didn't say anything about music or a movie or a podcast or something like that or like mm -hmm. or like just like. I don't know, like if you're irritated or something like that, you can like scratch something that's kind of annoying. So you're just like, <laughs> please stop what you're doing. You know what I mean? Because you can't, you can't say anything. You can't yell. You can't do anything like that. You know, you didn't think about the aspects that maybe, you know, came into how difficult that is, but that'd be good to try. Right. That'd be very good to try. If you guys, you know, if you guys do, I'm going to do it with somebody and I'm going to see how it works. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. that'd be really, really awesome. And with Steve and everybody, a lot of times, um, my best friend, she was kind of like, the first time she ever met me, I was really, really quiet. And she was like, why? And I was like, because I was kind of studying you. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And I was just watching your movements. You know? I don't need to say too much. There were other people around me. They were already doing all the talking. What am I going to add to it besides the fact <laughs> that maybe just the same stuff? So maybe I'm just going to sit back and kind of enjoy the situation, survey it, you know, and stuff like that. You really notice yourself and other people around you with that. And if you take that stillness into, into like I, I always say, you know, you take that stillness into everything with you. You know, that's another thing about Taoism that I really learned. He said, Bruce Lee was right. Be like water. Control your emotions. Don't let them guide you. Kind of water. stuff to flow to where you can snap and do a back, punt, uh, back fist to their neck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that Good was, stuff. yeah, that was, that was Bruce Lee's motto. Uh, I'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a, in a war field. Right. You know? And that's more along the aspect that I come from. I'm, long history of hand weapons and things of that nature just because of what I do, but my favorite right now is judo. Um, I, <laughs> judo I'm a judo, I'm a judo <laughs> practitioner, and it's That's a lot cool. of throws. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I learned that uh, doing even Delta College uh, introductions, like, you know, hi, I'm Steve, I like to throw people, and <laughs> they kind of, they look at you different. They, they really do. But it is, it's what I, like, how I, how I see the world. It's like, wow, I can really, I love what that guy's wearing, that jacket's perfect for 
Um, when I watch movies and stuff, like, or I look at people, I look at their aesthetics, like makeup, and it's not in a vanity type of way. I just enjoy doing makeup, and I like to see how people just do their makeup. Like, that's the one thing I focus on first she's, before anything. And let me tell you, she's good. I'll be like, oh, that man's wearing makeup. You Have know you what thought I mean? about going into a makeup artist? You know? Um, you know? Like I said, I've done theater and film and all this stuff. My, yeah. My whole life, so. I more was into the 3D latex molds. Oh, yeah, special effects music. Yeah, I mean, makeup but music. Obviously, it's theater, so you have to start obviously yes. with an old age makeup beginning. Do an yeah. old age makeup on somebody who's 20, you know. Uh, do a receding hairline on someone. Do, uh, you know, make them create a character. And, and that's really all it is. That's neat. So it'd be something if you like doing makeup, it's just like picking up a sketch of a face from a frontal and side view, and then you freestyle whatever you want to create from there that's the thing she's very creative which is what i like about i'm just trying to i'm trying to learn how to like believe in myself more which is why like like us being together is a gift because i have learned a lot like i have let adversities just kind of make me feel like I'm in survival mode you know what I mean like just kind of getting through life right now I'm living it and I'm feeling it even more and that's because like you know we balance each other out and like I do have all kinds of talents but in my mind I always thought like I can never decide what I'm good at you know what I mean like what am I good at I don't feel like I'm good at anything she's but... good at a lot of things so it's part of knowing yourself. I'm very artistic, and I'm learning how to embrace that. And she's amazing with words. So honestly, she could write a book. That's what I keep telling her. You can write a book. <laughs> Do it. Start writing a book. She's think of an she's idea. She's really good with words and how she puts things. Put your, you know, put your rough draft. Uh, yeah. Or, what do we have to? We had to do this in school all the time. Uh, uh, uh. Proofread. No, no. Like uh, we would write a paper. Oh, an outline. Uh, oh yeah, an outline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, with the italics and. Yeah. yeah. Roman, Roman numerals, yeah, yeah. break them yeah. down, yeah. Bit and, uh, I mean, so but it really is. It, yes, brainstorming is, is is an excellent way to to come up with ideas, but it doesn't give you the focus. Like I said, I've got chaos and discipline in my world. So mm-hmm. I well, I can't really decide because I I like I like to ride, I like to sing, I like to draw. Oh, paint. she's a good. She I like. Too. I heard that about you that you sing. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're both music producers, so we we do. That's awesome. Always want to hear a, a new voice. That's awesome. We love tracking people. This cool. is a, this is a good time to pimp your shit. Go ahead and say what you're gonna say. Yeah. Wait. What? Pimp my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Throw out your throw out yeah, your, uh, throw out your, throw your stuff your that you do. Your throw, throw oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I like to do. I like Paint. to um, make. I I like to make natural products. You know what I mean? Like to me, I just I feel. I guess um, empathy towards you know people and their pain, and I I like to try to help. You know, so I want something that's and then sewing. <laughs> I said in the beginning, like she's, I really like to sew. I'm really <laughs> she's I'm obsessed at the moment. She's really good at that. But like I, I am teaching myself how to sew. So like I'm just adding that to my bag of talents. <laughs> so I wanna I want my own business. I want like I want my own business so I can put whatever I want and then give out whatever I want. You know. Um and yeah she, she's gonna utilize all of her talents into one so i'm slowly getting there you know but i'm not gonna lie a lot of times 
I didn't believe in myself that I was good enough, you know, but, um, I don't know, like, I can say that I'm pretty talented. She's she's very talented. And it honestly, in, in, in all honesty, like when she, when I heard her sing for the first time, I was like, what? That's you? Like, you know what I mean? Like it just shocked (laughs) me. I thought, okay. I honestly, my thought was like, okay, you're, you're a karaoke singer, you know, like that's, that's what I'm going to hear. You know, I'm going to hear just like the karaoke singer. Like, oh, you're good. Karaoke. (laughs) But holy shit. Like every person too, that I, I've shown her, her stuff to, they said, oh my God, I got chills or, oh my God, she has amazing voice. Mm -hmm. You know, like it wasn't the whole like karaoke you're good oh my god it was like it's nothing that, that i want to like pursue though you know what i mean i which think is it's a shame just, i'm, I'm not kidding. ashamed i'm just I'm kidding not ashamed. i said which is a shame oh which is a shame <laughs> yeah. uh, i communication, guess one of the first things to learn in america <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just saying she's 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 good she is talented she's gifted for sure and I think that's why we complete each other too. And you know, she never really, like she said, she doesn't really have confidence in herself. And mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to water the seed that I planted within her, and she's gonna grow into something that she forms herself. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do that by being her, big, her biggest cheerleader, though, right? <laughs> you gotta bust her ass. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have. I, I, yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, know, you gotta kind of grill him a little bit. It's like being a oh, yeah. like like one more he set does. in the gym. You know? Push. Oh my god, push he does. I do. And I don't like it. Like I get so triggered. She gets mad. I do. But you know what? I say, okay, get mad. But you'll be happy within like the next thirty minutes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be Doesn't happy that you did that. I, I know. I was like. Doesn't always. Doesn't always. Mm. On my end, it doesn't for sure. Fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, no way. Mm. It's just my BPD, I guess. You're very, uh, very romantic human being. You know that. (laughs) That's really what you are. You know what I mean? That's that's what you're doing. (laughs) That's like you're just you're just showing your romanticism, yeah, about Uh you. Really, that's the one aspect of of the the four traits that I said. You know, the lover. Like there is there's a lover in every man. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, every woman actually too, because queen warrior you know magician lover that could that could be a book that they should have written already you know what i mean like and had a really good dynamic on that too so because i i feel like just as a man i always talk about man stuff because that's what i can relate to you know what yeah. i mean i don't want to say something that i don't really know about because you know what i'm not a woman so i don't fucking know right. you know what i mean i can say whatever the fuck i really want to but the only thing that i know is the interactions i've had with women not actually being a woman <laughs> yeah. right so that's you know yeah, that's that's what much. i have yeah and it's really funny because <laughs> you can you can sort of just like you know understand at that point that what you're trying to do romantically is sort of just you know let them blossom now what i can maybe give you a suggestion with right and this is a real thing use uh money as a as an example to try and help each other right but not in a way where you just buy yourself something mm-hmm. you know or buy them something you know and it's going to benefit the situation why don't you just be like you know i'm going to put $500 down. You put $500 down on this mm-hmm. stock. And whatever money it makes on it, we'll take it out and that'll be our money to eat or to do or to go somewhere with, you know, on like a, on gas or whatever. Or something <laughs> like that, right? You know? You as a real estate person, you should understand things like business like that. Oh, yeah. So, 
you know, that's how you could do it if you want them to see in a monetary way. Maybe she doesn't understand business. Maybe she doesn't understand a certain aspect of something that, you know, would help. And if you did that in a romantic way, which sounds kind of funny or whatever and stuff like that, but that's a good way to do it. You can plan it out through things like that. And that's actually really, really helpful because you could do the same thing to MJ. And it's just, that's just a good thing to do. Oh, hey, what's up with your real estate stuff? Uh, I just walked in with 5,000 uh, cold cash. What happened to your shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> and you do that in a way and you're just like, ooh, and like, you know, like, you know, in a risque way, obviously something like that. You feel good about that. You feel sexual energy off of that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's fucking, let's make hella money and have really great sex. Right. You're right, you know? And that's a good way to do it romantically. That's healthy. You know what I mean? Like like Steve said, don't just be a cheerleader because you know what cheerleaders are? On the sidelines. Fuck Side that. I'm your, I'm your MVP. What's right. up? You, you want to be there. Push. Push through. And see, that's well, the... we talked about my business. Yeah. And he would be going... What did you say? What? You're... What did you say? When? Like, I'm... I say the... a lot of things. You said, I'm the CEO. She's a CEO. And CEO, you are. And I am the president. Yes. Yeah. Of her business. That's, yeah. And that's, that's how it good. is. Mm-hmm. And that's good. And I told her, I said, when we're together, we're powerful. I always tell her that every single time. Like, I throw it out there. When we are together, we are powerful. And we are a powerful couple. We're not a power couple. We are a powerful couple. There's a difference. Right. You know, and the thing about that, too, is, like, we like to do, we want to do more charity work, and we want to do all that stuff. And and I think, like, uh, with that combined, you know, we, I don't know. It, it, I keep telling her we need to just take that step forward. You know, just don't. I know you're afraid, but just take that step. Yeah. And when you take that step, I guarantee you're going to start climbing, climbing two, three, four, five steps. And soon you'll be at the top. We will be at the top. And she just, I just envision that. You know what I mean? Like, I have that vision. Now we both have to have that vision. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm trying to. It's you two against the world. Exactly. It it's be. always it's always like that, you know, when you're when you're married or when you're when you have even when you're dating, like it should it should be like that because you want to transition and when when you get married, it's a whole different transition literally. It's like, it's like it's It should be. It's it's different. It Your is mindset. and it should be, mm-hmm. but there's a whole a lot of people think that like the definition it's of marriage gonna be is the different. same. I don't know. You know what I mean? I kind of sort of see like a like a. Sorry, Steve. You want to say something? Uh, for me, marriage is like it's like a like a rite of passage. It's part of being godly together. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. That's a, that's mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But um, the best advice I would have about being married after all this time would be mm-hmm. always tell them you love them when they leave because you never know when it's going to be the last time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, don't hold grudges because everyone's gonna do dumb shit both ways. Yes. Yeah. My my BPD. You guys against the world. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) we have not been together very long, obviously, and we have a definite crazy story on how we met and how the how the um, just our situation went. Uh, Our dynamic is very different anyways but um what's he gonna say this i was like when he asked me to marry him i told him yes because i told him before i will not marry you unless i feel like i know you Mm -hmm. you know like i need to know you and 
though short time, we, uh, like, I know him, so I trust him, um, and yeah, like, I don't know. So, long story short, how we met, uh, <laughs> it was actually, it was like on, uh, Plenty of Fish. Plenty of Fish. Mm. That's but, hilarious. It yeah, is no, hilarious. And because I've had that I've had that I've had my profile for years. And the funny thing is I don't be- I I never believed in online dating and I mm-hmm. lost a bet. So my bet my friend my he knew that I don't believe in online dating literally. I <laughs> I don't believe in that stuff. You know, catfish. <laughs> there's catfish. <laughs> there's all sorts of there's all oh sorts of God. stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, dog Pip Boy just playing yeah. soccer yeah. right now, dude. I love it. And I love how people are just like okay, okay with it. Yeah. yeah, they're like, yeah. And so uh, I appreciate them. They're helping <laughs> yeah. me out so much. <laughs> and, <laughs> only child. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. And so uh, I'm sorry. The bet. No worries. The bet was. The bet was to to talk to three, three girls. I talked. You know, like, so I, I, I did my whole plenty of fish and I did not know what the hell I was doing. It was like, I did my profile and he, you know, he asked me, I had it for a while, like maybe a week. He asked me, have you said anything? Have you, have you talked to three girls? It's like, no, I don't even know what the, fu- I don't even know how to use this. So I, okay, I'll go on. So I went on and it was funny cause she popped up. So I read her profile and I was like. Wow, you know, I want to, I want to write her, you know, and I don't. My phone just fucked up, and it, the, the app just disappeared, and boom, I was like, what? And I'm like, how the hell do you find people on this thing? How do you find people? Babe, I don't you understand. You said quickly, huh? <laughs> you oh, said the quickly. Long story short. Yeah, yeah long oh, story yeah. short. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Trust me, it's going to be short. <clears throat> so I was like, what the hell? And and anyway, long. <laughs> We're just picking. Yeah, Nothing she always says that. No, I've I've gotten that since I was little, though. That's the thing. I <laughs> We're always, all oh, hurry up. Come along. Yeah. And so finish the fucking story, yeah. man. I, 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 I say that shit. Too. She does. She does. She really does. I'll say spit it out. <laughs> she does. And I've gotten that since I was little. Trust me, my whole family will tell you. So yeah. then, so then you had the three people, and then you went to go and try and message yeah. them. It was a yeah. Very, anyway, weird so thing. I, I message Maria. I find her out of nowhere. Like I. He find left her. me paragraph. Yeah, so I love maybe two, two paragraphs. Because I liked what she said. She was, it was legit. It was pretty cool. She's she seemed chill, down to earth, and like something I've never read before in my life. Yeah. So, cool. anyways, we were friends. We Obviously. started friends first, mm-hmm. probably like ten, nine, ten months, and then I started opening. We were dating. We were dating other people. I was dating people. I was, like, kind of starting to date somebody, like, exclusively at the time. Mm-hmm. I let him know. He was okay with that. I said, hey, if you still want to be friends, we can be friends. Well, see, I did. A lot of people, like, the community, they get all... Judgy. Yeah, they're jealous. like... Jealous. Mm-hmm. Jealous. Oh, what do you want to be? Want you miserable. Wanna, yeah. Yes. You, are you... You're just trying to break up break us up no so then yeah after, i don't talk to him so then after like dating a couple of people you guys went and tried it out together correct? yeah we stayed yeah. friends and that's what got me mm. but anyways i had opened up to him about 
like my abuse and I never talked about it like I never really talked much about it so mm -hmm. I opened up to him and like it's, it's... his thing was why don't you come and stay with me and live over here because I was living with my my mom and my dad and they're the how, most toxic people how are you gonna live in a toxic place exactly so how, how do you, you do that and, and grow, grow. You thank you yeah. thank you yeah. for putting it that way Ricky mm -hmm. um exactly. it is true thank you. I mm -hmm. was stunted I was very stunted and um, very very yeah. yeah i didn't even i didn't even have fresh frijoles in my life <laughs> wow. no frijoles no frijoles yeah. Yeah. no uh, when i say stunted i mean she would rely on her parents for everything yes. and at first he everything. didn't understand but yeah so he asked me and i said i i said yes but i need you to let everybody in your house know like because i want to know I want I want to know if everybody is okay with it, you know. So I did. So he did. Got the approval. I came. The first day <laughs> I met him was he took a train out to come pick me up and we were driving back to Stockton together. We're getting scoped out. Don't look. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh <laughs> I mean, my not God. like we're doing no. anything bad, but just still. Yeah. Just, that's the first thing people do. Yeah, right. Sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. I thought I, I, I thought it was like oh, So yeah. So we didn't we didn't have like the whole like let's go out on dates or whatever. The first day I met him, the next day I'm living with this guy. Mm -hmm. You know. Pretty fast. It was, was very fast. fast. It was. It was it was crazy fast. Yes. That's good sometimes though. You know what I mean? Because it really worked out though surprisingly. Obviously. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> on a whim. That's a really good investment. You know, we can't that's what people are and relationships are. They're investments, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not to not to not to fucking Jordan Belfort the situation or anything, <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's really what they are. And you take an investment emotionally and romantically with that person and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And that's what's really, really beautiful is sort of seeing that, you know, blossom out and stuff. I was gonna say earlier that relationships are kinda like a fire. You're sparking shit together. You're the energy. Mm -hmm. And that's what I call masculine energy. And for feminine energy I call that creation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you sort of bow down to each other. I tell my best friend I bow down to her. She hasn't said it back to me yet or whatever, because mm -hmm. I bet she's probably doesn't want to yet. She doesn't know yet. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing that I do to people that I respect. That's why monks do that stuff. That's why, you know, a lot of people in you know, Eastern, you know, cultures do those kinds of things. And that's beautiful that you guys have a really good dynamic and it's very, very healthy and it's very organic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I meant about it being good that it's fast. You guys both have gifts that you have to offer to people, and you realized that you can mix it well together. That's a wonderful thing to have. And if you guys have any last sentiments that you would like to say, just real quick, 10 seconds. Just what I do. Like to say? I do. Yeah. Condense your story. Get it. Tighter. <laughs> it. You got to tighten yeah. it up. Exactly. The short version, uh, my wife and I met. The first time we talked was online, but we met because we were... I was sport-fucking the girl she was dating <laughs> and that's how we met. We got together in a threesome. Dang. Okay. And then he got a baby with her, and the rest <laughs> is history. Oh well, yeah, down two babies and yeah. a life and fifteen years of marriage, and yeah, that whole thing. So, you that's know, mm -hmm. but she was a nice, sweet, innocent girl coming here, and then welcome to Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to keep your head on a swivel and your elbows yeah, right? up and your fists down and get ready all the time for. Exactly. I guess the end would be. A lot of people ask me why I came to Stockton in the first place, and my answer is, I came for love. Why else would I come here? <laughs> Where did you come from? Um, Laverne, California. Oh, okay. Uh, near Pomona. I'm just saying that no matter what, no matter what, communication, friendship, lovers, anything like that, just keep that communication together. 
for real. And it was nice communicating with y'all. Thank, Thank you. Man. I appreciate you guys so much. And as I always say all the time on the podcast, good morning, good night, good evening, good afternoon, you know, good lunch, good dinner, good breakfast, good whatever you're doing. Second Hobbit's breakfast. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But enjoy yourself. This has been a wonderful episode of the Nosh Posh. On and on. It keeps on rolling. The train don't stop. This has been your host, Scorch Camel, signing out. Thank you very much.